welcome you listening to On The Sly. We're back after a little bye week. We haven't had a little bye week for a while, have we? Yeah, I thought if you're never going to cash a bye weekend, it's the week where you get beat by Everton at Anfield. I thought that's getting cashed. Very tactical. And then yeah. you didn't have to listen to me bragging about us beating Spurs. But, oh wait, we're going to cover it. <laughs> that's fine. How are we anyway? Yeah, I'm all good, you know. Um, in terms of what I've been up to, not much. I've been trying to get fit, you know. Um, we've got March 25th, we've got deadlines, we've got the roadmap out of it, haven't we, Will? So I've thought, yeah. right, going to be uh, being asked to play games of football very soon. So I've been doing a bit of jogging, been doing a bit of yoga, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got in the bag? The downward facing dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one, uh, downward facing dog, seal. Uh, just like a few like footy specific ones, just because I haven't moved properly in like 12 months. So could do with being able to like a wider range of motion. What about you? What have you been up to? Not a lot really, mate. Um, same old shit really for me. I'm enjoying the improvement to the weather or the, at least a glimpse of it we had last week. Not that I want to talk about the weather for a podcast because it's fucking boring. Can but... we though, Will? Can we talk about that two days where the whole country felt uplifted? I was close to getting the barbecue out and I'm not joking. Yeah, I was flying me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Monday morning, bang, two degrees outside again. <laughs> yeah, eat it. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was and awful. there's your fucking summer. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great though, wasn't it? I was like, do you know what? Yeah. This is what it's like to be alive. This is great. I think feeling good about stuff. I hadn't had that feeling think, in ages. Yeah. Like you know, it made me think about you know places like Spain. You know, oh, they yeah. get like nine months a year. It makes me think like how happy must they be? I know, mate. Or is it just where we're that deprived of it? Do you know what I mean? I think like, I we... think it must be the novelty a little bit, but yeah, there must be more happiness. Yeah. Only know, only know your level. What is it? Only need the light when it's burning low. <laughs> right, yeah, but you're right. Only need the sun when it starts to snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as Passenger said, yeah. most famously. Um, we've got a show to be cracking on with today. So we've got opening question coming up, and then we've got joke of the week, five aside coming back. We're going to talk about some footy, and then we're going to talk about I haven't torn it. Tell but me. before we do, we've got a couple of shout outs to do so i think you're going to take this one holden yeah so my busy mate ben williams but who if if geography wasn't a factor we'd be best mates that's a fact but we've, we've only met each other a few times because of distance and he had to listen to the uh, pod pen pals basically yeah oh yeah 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 well <laughs> pen pals but soon to be best mates pendant um and yeah, he had to listen to the pod and he liked our suggestions for music. He liked the post-punk vibes. He's he's from Bristol, isn't he? So he that idols yeah. are in his circles. He knows people who knows them or he might be best mates to them. I'm not sure which one it was. But oh, here we go. Yeah, he uh, no, he, he wasn't taking any credit, but he says to kind of knock around in close circles with people he knows. Um, so he, he on the back of that, he had a few recommendations. He said, if you like your post-punk, get on Kid Capici. If you like your indie, get on the ratings and shout out for Lost Boy. You can get him on Spotify. I think it's his, uh, his cousin or something, but he, he's decent. Um, and the, the most important bit, Will, which was the main thing that I took from what he said, is you had a dilemma, didn't you, uh, when Ellis was ordering pancakes? Or Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. When we go out for breakfast and she gives it the pancakes and then I feel like a twat for getting my fry up because it doesn't really go on the table, does it? You can't, exactly. She, you can't go on Instagram or look at my... Lovely pancakes, and then look at that fat slob with his fry up in the background. Well, but I yeah, think that's the dilemma. 
I think it, the innovation of I, I'd, I've never heard of this, and it might be a solution to a lot of problems. He's talking to me about the table breakfast. So you go out as a group, and as okay. a table, you know, you're all order your own individual thing that you want, and then as a table, you say, right, what are we going to order for the table? So you'll order a, a breakfast for the table that you can all pick up. So you go out, you're all getting a full English, and then we, we say, right, let's get pancakes for the table then, which sounds fairly obvious, but it's a really nice way of going, do you know what? I, I might chance this, but I'm probably going to play it safe and get the hunter's chicken. I like the nice idea, diddle. but yeah. first of all, hunter's chicken for breakfast, surely not. Oh, not for breakfast. Sorry, I mean that. <laughs> I'm going main course. <laughs> well, I have been Just known. Before we say anything, anything. yeah. No, I, I, I like that. Um, the issue with that I have is I don't usually go for a four or five man breakfast. It's usually a two ball for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless we're talking airport before a lad's holiday, which is like the ultimate breakfast, isn't it? What's one getting... of them? Oh, what, you never been, never left the country, have you? No, especially not now. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I'm try- I, I, I do like the sentiment definitely, and and that way you can kind of like just pick it. But for me, yeah, I'm not sure how many breakfasts I go for four or five people. Unless I suppose a family one could work, but yeah, I, I do like the recommendation, and I'll definitely give the bands a listen. Yeah. So on that note. That was off the back of the opening question last time. We've got opening question coming back this week. I'm going to talk about what you've been watching. So, Holden, what have you been watching? Um, I'll go quick on this because I've spoke a lot. Um, get on Parks and Recreation. If you can, don't start on Series 1. If you'd have to start on Series 1, just know it's going to get good and don't expect to laugh straight away. But once you're on to Series 2, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like Up there at the medical really? office levels. Honestly, absolutely brilliant. Dead funny. Every character. I've only just started the, and this isn't my my recommendation, but I've only just started the American Office properly because I couldn't do it, mate. I know that everyone goes, oh, no, it's only the first series that they're based in the UK office. Yeah, but I don't want to know. I don't want it to tarnish Ricky for me. Sure, yeah. But I've, I've started it anyway, um, and I'm still playing through the first series, even though that's the only series I've seen because obviously I'm watching yeah. this and she's never seen it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll report back on that um on a later pod but my my recommendation for watching at the moment there's a new series of unforgotten which is uh like one of these serial dramas for itv and it's about like cold cases i think this is the fourth season it's just come out and it's i think maybe two episodes in they they release one every monday i think which i prefer like the old school way of doing it rather than just binge your way through this do you know what i mean yeah i get a bit fed up with that because i can't you end up just watching it all within a day or two and then you're like, what's next? What's next? Like a little crack at it. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's, it, it's one to recommend. And what I wanted to bring up at this point is, you know, the, the theme tune. So you watch this, don't you? Or are you yeah. saying that you've, you've, you've watched the other series, but not the new one? I've not watched the new one, no. Right. So the, so the, the theme tune, if you remember, it goes, all we do is hide away. And, and and you can cut this out of the pod if it sounds shit. But I've got this little remix in my head that I need to share with you. So it's all we do is hide away. Right, and then I'm just having the, the piano going. 
And then I'm getting the little the drums building up going. And then it's just the drums going like that for about four bars, and then it comes in with. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling you might go there. <laughs> and it's getting the, the vocal of the Unforgotten over the top doing, all we do is hide away. Can so, we yeah. make it happen? That's the question. Can we make it happen? If anyone, and I think that this is a job for you, actually, maybe, in the next couple oh, of weeks, once you get... <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> that, that you'll be watching a new series if you've watched the other series. Watch yep. it, right? And anyone that's watching it, listen to that intro. Tell me you can't hear the, what is it? Satisfaction, Benny Benassi. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. The tune, isn't it? Push me. And, and then, the, yeah, you're right, you're right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah. my God, shells. <laughs> So there's one to look out for anyway. You cut it out if it sounds crap, but that's great. I like it. All right. Um now we've got Joke of the Week coming back for I think Joke of the Week's been fairly successful actually so far. I've had some mixed feedback. I know on the last couple we had to, people liking the Swiss joke. Um I didn't get as much feedback on the one after. They're a bit hit and miss. And this week, I think this one could be more miss. But it's a short little one liner. This week that we've got for you, and it is as follows. Apparently, women are twice as empathetic as men. I can't even imagine what that must be like. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And you might have just opened a, fe- a feminism kind of worms on me wanting to talk about this, but I'll save you. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's fine, isn't it? It's a joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So that's the joke of the week. Um, if you've got a better one, tweet us in at FM. I'm sure that there are some better ones out there than that this week. So um, looking forward. Oh, also, actually, I just remembered another shout out just before we move on. I wanted to give a shout out to Kieran Lever because I've been reading to for a few weeks now. And I know he listens in every week and I seem to be giving everyone but him a shout out. So love you, you Lever. Love, love, love the, all the Levers. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got turning feature now. The five aside. Use your side. The five aside. Here on the slide. It's five aside. A different theme each week. Time to pick. Choose your side. Alright, so this week we spoke a little bit earlier about the road to beer and <laughs> I think our five-a-side is on that theme this week. Holden, talk me through the five-a-side theme. So me and Will are going to guide you through the June 21st five-a-side. Interpret it how you will. Um, ours is sort of on the basis of who are you wanting to spend June 21st with if it's a group of five years going out. Um, I've sort of gone based on the Premier League, but we were picking uh, thin. We, we were wearing thick, whatever the phrase is, but then you came in with two big hitters to save it, didn't you, Will? Yeah, so we're going to start with the goalie, and this isn't his usual position, but I'm sticking Alan Brazil in goal. 
especially um, for a five-a-side team, you know, there's not going to be much room to get past him if we're talking about the actual five-a-side. Yeah. But then thinking about the June 21st link, I think there's not a single footballer past or present probably that's, I'd say probably that's alive that I wouldn't rather go on a night out with <laughs> at the moment. Um, listening to his talk sports show every day, I know that he takes his guests out on the Raz from about 10 o'clock in the morning when they finish that early morning show. Um, and he absolutely loves a drink. I think that I'd be on the floor after an hour or so with him because he can put it away. He's a big boy and uh, he's got the, the old... The, the red blotch face, isn't it? The, the, the true boozer. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's he. Yeah, please. I mean, please drink responsibly, obviously. But um, he. Yeah, he. But if you're is, gonna drink irresponsibly, do it like Brazil. Yeah, and he knows he knows his way around June 21st. Let's put it that way, doesn't he? Yeah, he um he released a wine podcast actually at the start of the, the the first lockdown, which was kind of getting me through those early days in the in spring in the first one, which was nice. Um, yeah, and he also does, you know, he does these nights where you can, you basically pay like three grand and you get Brazil on Zoom for a couple of hours or something. And there's people that pay it and there's a reason that people pay it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would pay a lot of money for one of those little Q&A with Brazil. Yeah, and he's, he, do you know what, he's at, he's atmosphere, isn't it? You need someone who's going to be, could even be captain's armband on him, who's going to go, right, here we are, let's have it. Yeah, that's, you need it, don't you? His dulcet tones as well. He's got some great stories and he tells them just brilliantly. Um, yeah. The only concern is, obviously, if you have him in the team, he will be the last man standing and it will, will be an early night for you as the gaffer. So, oh, yeah, that's true. He has yeah. to go in for me. Put him in there. Who have you gone for at the back? I've gone for, if I'm going to choose one Liverpool player, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm assessing it from when they've won trophies, how they've done... Um, getting on the aisle and I remember seeing Andy Robertson flying with a beer in his hand from about the final whistle when we won the European Cup still going strong the next day at the trophy parade on the aisle everyone else was flagging a bit so I think he'll be pretty solid in terms of current Premier League um, and I think he'd do a job in defence for our five sides as well Yeah I've, I've, I mean just personally I have to disagree strongly with this one just because I can't stand him Yeah of course you can't like... Yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand why you wouldn't, which is why obviously I like him so much. But yeah, I would not like him either because he's Aggie. Yeah, and uh, it's not a good yeah. look that we've got two Scottish people in straight away. Uh, well, that tells you all you need to know, doesn't it, really? Oh, God, dear. <laughs> this is purely coincidence. Maybe we need to have a good look at ourselves. Um, the next one, Will, I've actually We're bringing picked... it home, aren't we, with the next few? Yeah, we really are. Do you know what? I think this lad would play it very clever in that he doesn't take himself too seriously. He probably likes to rip everyone, but in doing that, brings everyone closer, makes himself kind of the brunt of the joke. It's Jay Links. I think he'd, he'd inject the atmosphere June 21st. I, he definitely brings something different. If you're talking about the actual five-a-side team itself, there's no better player at the moment in the world. Oh, he plays like well, a, yeah. a prime Lionel Messi. But on the night out itself, yeah, he definitely brings something different, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he'd be a right lad. He'd turn up and he'd be like, yes, get in. You'd, you'd maybe need two pints before he turned up just to... You don't want him annoyed. at the start, do you? Yeah. No. You want him as a latecomer and then he really goes, bang, here we go, let's yeah. go. And everyone loves him. 
And then he's there until 4am. He's the last man. He, I said Brazil's the last man standing. I think if you all drink the same amount, Brazil's the last man standing. But if you're heading out to the club, then Jay Lings is there. It'll be later than anyone else, isn't yeah, it? That's I'd also true. quite enjoy seeing the dynamic. And obviously, we'll talk about the dynamic a bit more once we filled it out. But immediate <laughs> thoughts are Brazil and Jay Lings bouncing off each other. It's quite, quite a nice dynamic we've got. Yeah, quite like there. that. Yeah, that is I a nice like dynamic. Robertson's going up the bar and ordering the pints at this stage and bringing them back. Brazil's like planted on his sixth beer of the day and the second glass of red. Jay Lee's just turned up, buzzing. Yeah, and he only wants Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Jaeger bombs now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drink. Yeah, and he's sipping Jaeger bombs, isn't he, Jay Lee's? Cavorcia <laughs> <laughs> later in the club. Yeah, All right, what can, next what can one I get you? Is... Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Next one is Ray Parler. Another one, you know, it's a bit obvious with the whole Alan Brazil, but I feel like they come as a pair and they definitely give you, like, as a pair, they give you a lot of bouncing off of each other, a lot of stories. But Ray Parler in himself, I want to see Cobra Bombs from him. If you're not following Ray Parler on Twitter, then have a look at his Cobra Bombs. Guy's an absolute animal. I don't know how he's in such good nick. Like, if you look at him, he almost looks like a fucking supermodel at that age. Yeah, yeah, he does. And he's like sinking pints of Cobra with a shot of Jägermeister in him every that week. Was heavy, that. I thought that was he's a doing cry it every day for at one point throughout lockdown. Yeah, I wasn't sure. No, Do you know what he's doing them bits? I was like, what are you up to there, Ray? Like, what messages they send? <laughs> But I want him on the night out. You, you can't argue with that. That's a great night out. You can't argue with it. I think also there must be, I think there's something in Brazil's contract where if any club he goes to, it's you're obliged to sign Parler as well. So really, yeah, we have to bring him. It's like a, it's like a Suchek, Kufel kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's, there's also another little pairing that's like this, which leads us on to our, our striker up top, which is... Andy Carroll. Andy C, the big man. Yeah, he he is a really, you know, in in terms of the the night out, he is bringing it, isn't he? He is. He he's the one where um, you, you have to worry about. Him in a bit. Yeah, I was gonna say you you worry about Andy, which way? <laughs> I think he'd be thinking. I reckon Brazil would be sort of sat there, even though having is enough himself. He'd be going, keep your eye on him, see yeah. how he goes. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Andy's like very, uh, what is it, compass mentis or whatever the fucking thing is. At the beginning, from the outset, you know, yeah. he's chipping in, he's got his stories, he's, he's seeing off the pints nicely, everyone's enjoying his company. After six or seven, you think, oh, Ooh, hang on yeah. So, yeah. There's, a, there's a switch here. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is some squad we've got there. Actually, yes, thinking yes. about it, I don't know if there's anyone else that I'd want in that hasn't got in. Obviously, you know, we spoke about the whole parlour to Brazil. I think Kevin Nolan will be disappointed not to make it there. Especially yeah, <laughs> we, we could have him uh, as like coaching staff, maybe just to kind of <laughs> hold bring, back bring out the in. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I mentioned Kevin Nolan on night out, I think can hold himself together, stay out as late as anyone. Um, yeah. And see off the pints as well, but like keep everyone. Come on, level heads, boys. Just keep well, it ticking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a bit of focus. I see. I worry about that team that it might put us back into lockdown. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. There's a few like I mean Brazil. Even though, as I said earlier, he's kind of last man standing in terms of volume of booze. He's getting an early night, isn't he? 
compared to the others. He'll, he'll, he'll go, about nine o'clock, he's been on the sauce for like 12 hours. He's done three yeah. bottles of red and about 10 yeah. pints. And like the shots just to shut Jay Ling's and the boys up. So, All right, lads, you go out, enjoy yourself tonight. I'll, I'm going to go back to the room and I'm going to phone your missus. I reckon, yeah, defo. And he's, he's falling asleep, if not, isn't he? But he might. Yeah. He could have a second wind in him. You don't know. But yeah, I've seen. He'll be up. He'll be up, at, he'll be up at four a.m. the next morning. Like Jay Ling's getting in, and Brazil's getting up, going and tucking into the buffet down at breakfast. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He know, He knows the score. Well, tweet us in at FM if you've got. It. I actually think we've nailed that. I don't think we can get any better than that. Talking through it, the whole yeah. dynamic. Even even like I think that that team as a as a five aside team is pretty strong as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, tweet us in at FM if you've got any others that you think should get in on your June twenty first. All right, talking about a bit of footy now. So we're going to go for a little topic each that has taken our eye this week. So hold on, start us off. Last couple of weeks, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I thought. I just wanted to chat about, is there actually a refereeing crisis or is this moral panic, i.e. when they brought in the back pass rule, everyone was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. It's going to ruin the sport. And I know obviously that's tied in with VAR, but is refereeing really worse than it's ever been? Or is it just expected to be more perfect than it ever has? And... I just wondered what your takes on it. This this is coming off the back of Lee Mason blowing his whistle twice before the goal went in, yeah. and his head, his head just being kettled. You could see he was trying to just buy a second to get his head together. Then he's got players running around him, and he can't think straight. I've never felt more sorry for a referee in my life. You can actually see him going red. He doesn't know his arse from his elbow, and he's thinking, "What have I done?" And he has to go to VAR to ask them how many times he blew then- his own whistle. It's mad. Yeah, and then he was supposed to ref, wasn't he? I think the next day, or he was supposed to be like a fourth, fourth official. official. Yeah, yeah, and he was injured apparently. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got, got a fourth a... official. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what what injury have you got that you yeah. can't just stand there? Head and kettled. The <laughs> yeah, I have a kettled head. Joe, <laughs> you know I think about this. I think that in the end, that kind of paled into insignificance a little bit because. The penalties, Brighton should have scored the penalties. And I think that yeah. Lee Mason was probably thinking, please just fucking score this penalty so that I don't have all this spotlight on me. But then they didn't. So in the end, Brighton have only got themselves to blame for what happened in that game, in my opinion. But I don't think there's any excuses for what he did on that free yeah. kick as such an important time in the game. And obviously such an important moment in the game. Even yeah. though Brighton missed two penalties, um, I think that like that was their goal, wasn't it? And they, and it got disallowed, and I don't think it should have been. You know, you speak, you see Dan Byrne afterwards, and he was frustrated, and he was saying, and um, was it Dan Byrne? No, was it, who was it? Lewis Dunk. Lewis Dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying, "Oh, why aren't you asking? Why doesn't referee come out here and have to be held more accountable?" And I, I do sympathise with him and agree with him. But I think that's a bit of a dangerous situation to get in with football, which is so like, you know, I, the 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 fans are so anti-referees anyway if you yeah. start putting a referee on there explaining their decisions and you know they're not paid as much as a footballer they shouldn't have to do that they get death threats and everything but yeah. all of that said I think that it's, it's like the transition of the game like you say whenever anything new comes in there's all this kind of oh well, well you're killing the game and I think that from our experience or I think at least my experience I've never been through one of those big like completely game-changing defining um, kind of like shifts, which has, has is now VAR for me in my lifetime. 
Before, yeah, yeah. when I was a kid, I grew up, didn't really change much between when I knew what was going on and probably the age of about three or four years ago. Yeah, um, but yeah. now with this VAR. And now I, kind of, I do start to sympathise a little bit with, you know, like you get all the, the miserable old men that go, oh, the game's killed. Like, I don't watch it anymore. I can't yeah. be bothered. Game's gone. Game's gone. Yeah, exactly. And when I was growing up, I used to think, oh, you're such a miserable old twat. Like, just watch it. Yeah, it might be different to back in your day, but it's yeah. still great sport but now I really do see that perspective because for me it is taking the fun out of it a little bit the VAR stuff yeah classic example the other day Liverpool scored and I thought the ball had gone out so just didn't even celebrate and I didn't realise it was a goal until we kicked back off I was like oh it is a goal so obviously that bit is a bit I I think VAR they're going to have a big review on it in the summer I'm going to go, fucking hell, what do we need to do to make this better? Because I think that they've basically had the party line of it's binary, you're offside or you're not, but despite not having the technology to be able to make that true. And you've also, VAR stands for Video Assistant Referee. It's still some fucking knobhead in Stockley Park making the decision. It's not a robot. It's another referee. And and there's like a, I think there's like a behaviour attitude cycle with referees where uh, it, it goes, I think referees are knobheads. So then referees, the pe- type of people who go into referee and, and they get such a hard time, it's only knobheads that go into it. And then the referees like go, you think, you think I'm a knobhead? So be a knobhead, <laughs> which reinforces my view that they're a knobhead. And I just think, I, I think the amount of scrutiny they're under at the minute, I'm not surprised something like that Ma- Lee Mason thing happened where he, I, I saw a fella low on confidence, unsure, second-guessing himself through the most rudimentary decision because he's being watched by this thing called VAR. And you know in yourself, in your own like workplace, that's that's an impossible working condition. And, and people, they are humans. People make mistakes. So there's kind of that weird um, thing where with VAR, everything is kind of scrutinised, is matching up with referees where they used to be able to make mistakes across the season but it wouldn't get as much focus and I think you're just seeing that coming together as opposed to there being a refereeing crisis and suddenly referees 20 years ago were better because they weren't. Um, No, I don't think that they were and there's a lot more scrutiny now as you say with all the broadcasting, every single game at the moment is broadcast. Usually you wouldn't care like West, West Brom... Brighton, whatever it was, that game's yeah. not on telly in normal in normal circumstances, and no yeah, one even sees it apart from what's on match of the day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think that you're right. The other thing that I would say is with the Man United Chelsea game, that was a that was a stone wall penalty to Manchester United, in my opinion. That handball, and especially when you look at this season, I know that they've changed it and they're trying to adapt as the season goes on. But I'm sorry, it's it's a, it's on it's on his hand, like yeah, and 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 I don't like the referee being influenced. Callum Hudson-Odoi was stood directly behind the referee in his ear when he was watching that. And I think the commentator Ooh. said that is actually a booking, that in the law, that's a, that's a bookable offence. But the referee yeah. didn't say anything. And then he ended up giving the, pe- the penalty not to United. Yeah, because that's chocker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think that that's acceptable from... The, I know it's all new for the refs as well. But again, that's a big game with big implications I think the ref has, yeah. to do, has to do better there so it's that lack of consistency isn't it that if you've actually got the ability to look back how are you being so inconsistent with the decisions yeah and I'm, um, I'm not blaming I think to go back to your original question I don't think there's a referee crisis and there's not mm. quality of referee and I don't think he's as bad as ever I think that the rules of the game are changing on a weekly basis at the moment yeah good point and it's, it's a shambles from 
uh, Tommy won't like hearing this, but like from FA and the Premier League or whoever's in charge of basically enforcing these rules on the Premier League, probably the Premier League more than the FA, I think it's a fucking joke at the moment. Like yeah. how the how the hell are the refs supposed to keep up? I know like and then and then how the hell are the viewers supposed to keep up whenever when what was a handball this week wasn't a handball last week? And yeah. you know, it's just and and the whole the whole VAR thing not being able to celebrate a goal, I do think is killing it a bit for me. That like yeah. part the reason why football is the greatest sport in the world is because of the spontaneity of it, excitement. Yeah, exactly. you could go down the other end and score a goal straight away at any moment. Um it's not over till the fat lady sings and, and that's just not the case at the moment. So okay. anyway. I think we've um, done that well. Yeah, so the other point that I wanted to bring up was the European prediction. So obviously you're all over this hold, and aren't you, with Liverpool being in the Champions League. We'll start with the Champions League and then we'll talk about the Europa League. So what I want is a one-word answer from you for the round of 16 games that are coming up this yeah. coming week. So um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Juventus-Porto. Yeah. Porto 2-1 Porto, up on aggregate. Who's going through? Um, is it at Porto or Juventus or neutral ground? This, is, this one's going to be at Juventus. Um, well, I, I, think well, I don't know, yeah, if it's the neutral. Yeah, you know, I'll still say you to go through. Yeah, okay. Dortmund, Sevilla. Dortmund are 3-2 up, and this one's at Dortmund. And they've got three away goals. Uh, I'm going to say Sevilla to go through, you know. Wow, against three away goals, and that overturned the deficit. I've not really thought this through, but Dortmund are just crap this season. So I, I am, yeah, and they're good in Europe, Sevilla, and Sevilla have been good. Uh other than that, so yeah, I am, yeah, I'm going to stick with that, Sevilla. Okay, I'm just just to give my opinion on those. I'm going to go for Juventus to go through, and I'm going to disagree and say Dortmund because I think Haaland. But yeah, you're right. You, Dortmund are a bit pony, apart from Haaland, who's a beast. PSG Barcelona. So PSG scored four at the new Camp and four one up at the moment. Yeah, that's done. That P- PSG, hundred percent. Surely. Yeah, it's done. Although it's wasn't, not going to be was a it this sixth year? Yeah, it's Neymar, different when though, Neymar I was think. was playing for Barcelona and he scored and they overturned the deficit. They won 6-1 or something, didn't they? Three it, yeah, years ago. It was the exact fixture, but I, I, I think this is a bit different. This is a, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, you don't have Neymar, Suarez and Messi playing for Barcelona this year, do you? You have like a load of shithouses and Messi. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're the sinking ship okay, almost, Barcelona. Yeah. Liverpool, Leipzig. Liverpool, Tony up. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'll say Liverpool's a go through, but it won't be easy. Yeah, but two goals up. Come on. Yeah, two, two away, away goals. goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Liverpool's right. go through. Real Madrid against Atalanta. See, that was moody because Atalanta got a player sent off, and Real Madrid still could only get one goal. Um, I think Real that Madrid could... is shit this year. Yeah, I, I, um, and it was at Madrid, was it, or at Atalanta? That one was at Atalanta, but the next yeah, one's at Madrid. Yeah. I am going to say, I think Madrid will go through, but I think it'll be a good game to watch. I'm going to say Atalanta for that one, because yes, I think lovely. Madrid are actually so bad yeah. this year, and I do like Madrid as well, but yeah, not for me. Um, City, Mönchengladbach, the home leg this oh, week. Oh, City, done. Yeah. yeah, they should have scored more, but well. they'll, yeah. Bayern Lazio, that's a done deal, isn't it? Four one Bayern already in the away leg. Yeah. Bayern Chelsea Atletico. Chelsea one 0 up from the away leg. Yeah, that's a bit of a weird one that. Um 
and they've got the away goal, haven't they? And Tuchel will just have the ball and it'll be sterile domination and no one will score. So I think Chelsea will go through. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I tend to agree with most of those. A few little yeah. differences. But what I want to know now is, out of all those teams you just said to go through, so you've got Juve, Sevilla, PSG, Liverpool, Man City, you've got Real Madrid, Bayern, and Chelsea. Who's going to win it? Uh, do you know what? I scarily think Man City might get the final this year. Uh, I think Guardiola is rotating his squad very well. They've breezed the league so they can afford to rest people. Um, I, th- I think it could be like a Man City Bayern or Man City PSG final. The uh, the state-backed final, it could be. Okay, so who are you going to go for winning? You've got to stick your neck out on the line here. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Man City. Okay. I'm actually going to go for PSG this year. But I do think Man City is best, one of the best teams in Europe. But I think the PSG, just on the, on a final, especially after last year coming so close, yeah. you know, they've got the quality. Mbappe's a joke. Yeah, okay. Good. Then I want to just run through the Europa League quickly. I'm not going to go through it in as much detail, but just give me a name of a team that you think is going to win the Europa League. So the ones that are in it still at the moment are Man United, Milan. What a tie that is, by the way. Man United yeah. against Milan. Then you've got Dynamo Kiev, Villarreal, Ajax, Young Boys, Slavia, Prague against Rangers, up for Slavia, and then Olympiacos, Arsenal, Granada, Molder, Tottenham, Dynamo, Zagreb, and Roma against Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, Tem- Hart says, um, well, not Hart, because well, whatever, but possibly Steven Gerrard's Rangers. But a serious answer is, uh, is Man United, just through sheer laziness and... <gasps> That they've got the quality, but yeah, you, you know, you know that Man United actually won't win it, but the the odds would suggest they will. Oh uh, yeah, I'd agree, but I'm actually going to put my neck out on the line here and say Slavia Prague. I might have a little look yes. at the odds for them. Actually, a little slide of the Slavia Prague outright for the Europa League. If they can get past <laughs> Rangers, who have been very good, then I think that they've got every chance. And they did yeah. well to knock Leicester out last round. So yeah, let's go Slavia. Let's go yeah. to Slav. Let's go. All right, just before we wind up then for this week, little Ivan Tony, Tony. watch. Um, so Ivan Tony watch, since our last pod, he's played a few games, the boy, and <laughs> he scored a few goals. But we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and unfortunately he didn't score tonight against Norwich. So if you were following our advice and backing him every game, you wouldn't have won money tonight. But that said, he did score on the weekend against Stoke. He didn't score against Chef, Chef Wed the week before that. But he did score against QPR, the one before that. So at the moment, he's gone back from kind of... At one point, he had eight goals in four games, I think it was. Or maybe even more than that. Yeah. Um, He's back to scoring every other week at the moment. Stick with it, sports fans. Don't do your bollocks. But get get a reasonable stake on Tony to score every week. Join the money train. Is it Ivan Tony or is he Ivan Pony? Currently, he's Ivan um, Pony, but it, it is hard against Norwich, though, I would say. Yeah. Oh, top of the table clash. Norwich are top of the league. Brentford and Brentford are a love of bottle job. So, this is the issue now. We're coming to crunch time. Can Ivan Tony drag that club into the Premier League? Because they love a bottle. They're a bit like Spurs, aren't they? They are. So, we've got time for this week, sports fans. Um, tweet us in at FM with your five aside. Any recommendations for jokes and. Until next week, keep it on the slide.